Anyone's Game podcast. Following women's football. Hello and welcome to the Anyone's Game podcast. I'm Kenny Bogue. And I'm Robbie Hanuati. And we are going to discuss the restart of the SWPL season on Sunday. Absolutely buzzing to see the... The girls back playing football, Robbie. How are you feeling about it? Buzzing, I'm over the moon. It's been a long time coming. Three and a half, four months without the SWPL in our lives. And I'm just so glad on Sunday we'll be seeing football again. I think there's been loads of coverage doing the rounds, obviously Twitter and all that sort of stuff, and it's been brilliant. Uh, just seeing all the interviews and everyone, every single person is just like, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. Uh, I was watching one with the Forfer Farmington manager, and he was commenting on, you know, the committee's so excited, and just, it was just, it's just such a sense of, I don't know, joy really. You've got to think and got to hope this is now us coming up the end of it, and it'll be a clean sweep right through to the end of the season, because obviously they played seven games up to the 18th of December, and since then, we're now the start of April, and there's been no football since, so we hope with this weekend's fixtures, people will get a buzz for it, the players are buzzing, us at anyone's game are all buzzing, and I'm sure anyone who watches the two games especially, that we're going to preview out of the four, which are on TV, that you can view, will really enjoy Highlights as well, the highlights will be on Sunday night, it's brilliant, it's all looking good. Aye, it's really promising for the women's game in Scotland. It's about time, but the fact that BBC Scotland are now to show a 30-minute SWPL highlights package is very welcomed because you just never know what scouts or managers that anyone could be watching this and it's a chance for players to impress on a, that stage as well. So should we have a look at the weekend's game, Robbie? Let's kick off with Let's probably the, the game of the weekend, would you say, Celtic Glasgow City? Well, of course, yeah. The big one, Glasgow City, won the league last 13 seasons. Been the main force, really, in Scottish women's football. The representative in the Champions League, obviously, Hibs have done as well. But Celtic and Rangers have obviously invested in the women's team and Celtic are two points behind Glasgow City after seven games played. I think it will be a close one myself. Celtic, now with manager Fran Alonso, used to be technical director at Southampton, men's team and assistant manager to Ronald Coleman at Everton. He's obviously got a lot of experience behind him and they've got a multinational squad of players from Spain, Germany, USA, Ireland and England. They've got a good balance of a squad and I think Celtic will put up a good game for Glasgow City but I still think City should go into the game as favourites and I think they will come out victorious experience might come up on top for Glasgow and Tyler Toland who's 19 year old on loan from Manchester City she's really impressed me so far in the games I've watched both in Europe and in the SWPL for Glasgow City and I think she could be the difference between that two teams come Sunday. Well City have been there done it haven't they? You know they've got the t-shirt they've got the experience and they've got a lot of players as well that haven't well obviously no one's been playing but a lot of the City players have came here and not been able to kick a ball, so they'll be raring to go and be raring to show what they can do, uh, especially in you know a televised game, especially against Celtic, big game. So yeah, it's like, it's one to look forward to. Yeah, for sure. And you do feel sorry for there's quite a few players signed in December for the season, and then they've been sitting in Scotland because these teams are full time without work or anything, just sitting, unable to train because the Scottish women's football at one point wasn't deemed able to even train with their teammates and with nothing on so you do feel sorry for them and I think that's got to be the incentive just to kick on and I think every team will be going gung-ho come Sunday. And sticking with the top of the table obviously we have Hearts versus Rangers 
Uh, I was listening to a bit of the Rangers manager earlier, Malky Thompson. He's obviously, like everyone else, delighted uh, that the teams are back. Uh, and he's hoping that sort of to bounce off the, the men's team, uh, the success that Rangers have had. Because, I mean, obviously Rangers top of the league. They just need to keep winning. They've had a couple of new signings as well. They've brought in Charlotte Swabby, the Jamaican international. She can play centre-back in midfield. But uh, Thompson believes that she'll be, she'll be a good player, which might take him a bit, bit of time to settle in. Like, that last game was obviously 5-1 to Rangers. Hearts, spot in the league. You've got you've got to expect a Rangers victory, Robbie. Yeah, you've you've got to. And Rangers, I think they took about four or five of Glasgow City's players before the season started back in October. And Rangers have heavily invested in their women's team, top of the league. They'll be far too strong for Hearts. Hearts lying bottom of the league. I think the fact that this season there's no relegation from the eight-team SWPL1 because they're restructuring for next season to 10 teams. So the likes of Hearts, they might take a few batterings, but one thing they'll have is they won't get relegated. So yeah, we'll go for a Rangers win there. And the next game up, which is an Edinburgh derby that I'm actually going to on Sunday for anyone's game, the two o'clock kickoff at Ainsley Park is between Spartans and Hibs and Edinburgh Derby. So both teams were in fourth place on nine points after seven games. Hibs have only won one of their last five games. Spartans were picking up a bit of form before the season was halted with three wins in the last five games. And I heard a press conference from Spartans captain Alana Marshall who said before lockdown they was doing really well and they were starting to gel as a team and she thinks to get back out there and just show that they're even better now. So I I personally think this is going to be a tasty affair. Players will be up for it because they've not been playing football competitively for a while. And also, a derby. Derby games always bring that higher level of intensity and players might just put in that challenge in a 50-50. They might not usually. I know, it's one to look forward to. So even though it's a derby, Spartans have been hovering between 5th and 6th for the past few seasons. Not really threatening the top teams, but not really worrying about being in a relegation fight. Obviously, as I alluded to, there's no relegation this season. And the head coach, Debbie McCulloch, has led them to a number of cup finals in their time. And they have a great youth system. Last season, they suffered quite a few heavy defeats. But I think this season, they'll be doing pretty well. And goalkeeper Rachel Harrison has once been in the Scotland squad a few times and she's still waiting for the first tap so she's one that I'm keen to watch and see how her performance is in the net on Sunday. And now Kenny I believe you're going to a game on Sunday also between Motherwell and Foyver. How do you know where I'm going? <laughs> uh, yeah well obviously Motherwell a bit of turmoil uh, during the week obviously. The, the manager Eddie Black, I'm not attempting to say the middle name, Wolecki. Uh, he announced he was leaving the club to continue his career at college, which is good on him uh, for following his dreams. Um, Absolutely. But uh, he, he, believe it or not, he first joined them back in 2018 and uh, led Motherwell to the SWPL2 trophy. Led them to promotion, but also the their first cup final since 1980, Robbie. Well, that's impressive. Uh, I was the bomb then. Before you start. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, obviously the assistant Stuart Hall and Willie Kinnebrough uh, they've agreed to take part on an interim basis, so it'll be interesting to see how Motherwell end up. Um, will there be turmoil because of that? Will they be ready to go? Yeah, definitely, because they're also, I think, on three points with Hearts at the bottom of the table, so it's not a good start losing your manager so close to the season. Resuming, I think it's strange timing for that to happen, but maybe the players will 
play a point to prove for him. I don't know. Well, I've seen a couple of players again just in the rounds on Twitter, and I mean they've all been really positive. Just thought about working together, you know, building on from what they've got, and just trying to look forward. You know, everyone's looking forward to being back, and I suppose it's just getting back into the swing of things. I know there's been a few friendlies played, so hopefully that's got the girls a bit up to speed. Obviously, you've got Forfa. I, I mentioned them earlier. Lovely to see an interview with them when they were mentioning all the backroom room staff and the committee. Um, but for, uh, Forfa's have had a, a great start to the season. Um, they are obviously two points off fourth. So one of our, the, the top scorer there, Donna Patterson, uh, she's playing in centre mid and she's up there with Custy Howitt at Rangers, the top scorer on eight goals. So it'll be an interesting match, I'm looking forward to it. I think the last time they met was 4-2. Yeah, 4-2, 2 I'm hoping for a bit of a goal fest, please, on Sunday, that'd be good. Absolutely, because I think London Pollard, you speak about Foyfer's good start to the season, they got a 2 all draw, Celtic scored late on to get a 2 all draw with them. So that shows the improvement Foyfer have made, considering last season... They, can, they leaked a massive 78 goals. So I think, as you say, you're looking forward to a high-scoring game. I think you still could get that for sure. Ah, fingers crossed. Well, moving on now, we're going to do predictions. Robbie, we're going to do our predictions for how the season will end. Yeah, so this is a thing throughout the anyone's game, presenters and staff at anyone's game. We're all going to predict how Scottish Women's Premier League 1 will look like at the end of the season. Do you want to go first, Kerry? Was it age before beauty? Oh, well. <laughs> well, I'm going to go for Rangers to top the league. I think the feel-good factor that's all around about Rangers at the moment and that sort of international mix of players uh, and obviously the, the homegrown talent as well, I think that might just shine through. In second position, I'm going to go for the the stalwarts of the league, Glasgow City. And, you know, they've been there, done it. So I think they'll sort of hold on. Celtic, I think, will come third. I'm going to go for four for Farmington to their best season ever and come in there in fourth place. I just feel there's a... It's sort of a bit of a buzz about the club, but I also feel they're going to feel a bit aggrieved. We've obviously had a bit of an issue with a player that's been able to sign. I feel that Forfar are going to use that as inspiration. And Aye, a point to prove. Yeah, a point to prove. And then you're looking at Hibernian, uh, I think just sort of the break. And then Motherwell, uh, then we're probably looking at Spartans and then unfortunately Hearts. But bear in mind, there's no relegation this season. So obviously all clubs down the bottom of the league can sort of use this as a practice and build for next season. What are you thinking, Robbie? Absolutely. So I'm going to go for... Glasgow City to win their 14th SWPL Ooh. title. I think just experience they've got. They've got a lot of players like Joe Love, Hayley Lauder, Leanne Crichton, players that's played at the highest level for a lot of years, and I think it could come down to experience. So I'm going to go with that, and I think it'll be very close, a point or two between them, and I'm going for Rangers to finish second. We all know they're really good, and they've signed a lot of players from Glasgow. That Christy Howitt's on fire. They've got people like Lizzie Arnott, who we've spoke to on the podcast, who we all know can swing a good ball in and contribute to the goals. The Lizzie Custy Boom champions. <laughs> yeah, and then you've got Celtic, who, as I said, under Fran Alonso, will have improved, but last season they missed out on runners-up by goal difference, so they'll feel aggrieved with that and be wanting to try and improve on that, but I think they'll still finish third. Then Hibernian, who were for many seasons the second horse in the League behind Glasgow City, now I think they'll have to find themselves in fourth. They've still got some good players, like Amy Muir, Scotland, under-21 international. But I think with Hibs as well, though, it's it's not just... It's the it's just that they don't have the money to compete, unfortunately. Yeah, that that is the way the league is going. It's going ahead in that direction, isn't it? Yeah, it's great for Scottish women's football to now have three full-time teams in Glasgow City, Rangers and Celtic, but the gap between them and the other five teams, which will soon be seven teams could increase more. And, but then in fifth, I will go for Farmington. 
I spoke to one of the players today and also listened to the manager's press conference and I do feel there's a bit of a feel-good factor going on there. What I've been told by several people at the club is that everyone's singing from the same hymn sheet and they're all really excited and ready to go. So I think fifth would be a good season for four for Farmington. Sixth, Spartans, who they've been going between fifth and sixth for forever now. So I think they'll stay on the boat there. They've got a great youth academy and I think they'll maybe produce some good players that might be picked up by the City Rangers or Celtic, then the bottom two, Motherwell and Hearts, unfortunately. So now me and Kenny will love you and leave you, and we'll leave the rest of the team to give their predictions. But before we do that, we just want to say that we're going to be starting a weekly Monday Night SWPL review show, and we welcome any player, manager, anyone who has I say it in Scottish women's football, onto the show. We've got lots to talk about. We've got games, quizzes. So hit us up on Twitter at Anyone's Game if you want to get involved. Hello, I'm Andrew Southwick, and I asked everyone if they could send in their predictions for the rest of the season. Then realised that meant I was going to have to do the same, and I've just, as I've given it a thought, I've realised how incredibly difficult it is. My Pre-season prediction was Rangers first, Glasgow City second and Celtic third. At the moment I still feel Rangers will win it. And the reason I do is because I look back at not so much the Celtic-Glasgow City game at the start of the season. I don't think you could really read too much into that because Celtic went up speed. I think we'll learn more. Not even even not even today's game. Probably because in a way that's, they're, they're, they're both not going to be up to speed for that one either. I look more at the old firm game when Celtic actually won that game, but throughout the 90 minutes there wasn't really anything between the two teams. And I just felt after that Rangers signed the three players from Glasgow City, Rachel McLaughlin, Kirsty Howitt and Sam Kerr, and I just felt they were three real key signings. It just, just what they needed, and it just took them up a level, put them above, for me, Celtic, and put them above Glasgow City and of course they, they won that game 5-0 now since then Celtic and Ranger, Celtic and, and Glasgow City have been extremely busy in the transfer market Celtic have lost three players but they've both four players Glasgow City have been bringing some some really talented players in they're probably stronger now than they were at the start of the season um, which makes it very very difficult to predict but I just feel that Rangers are kind of this well they look a well oiled machine Rangers maybe just look a little bit more settled and it will be tight but I do I, f- I fancy Rangers actually to, to go on and hold on to top spot and win it second place is still incredibly hard to predict at start of the season I said Glasgow City would get that second Champions League spot Van Alonso's building something special at Celtic but Glasgow City they've been through it before, all before Scott Booth knows what he's doing I think they'll just, just hold off Celtic. Actually, no, I don't. I think, I think Celtic will do. It. I think Celtic might just sneak second. Glasgow City third. I think Hibs might still have a part to play. I think they might take points off somebody in the top three, which might just sway a little. I think Celtic's draw with four for hurts them. It could honestly come down to goal difference. Uh, I'll see Spartans fifth. I'm going to see Motherwell 6th. I think Motherwell will be a lot stronger. I think they've had a lot of, lot of injuries. Um, 
and those players coming back, I think will give them a lift a bit. So I'm actually going to see Muddle sixth. I'm going to see four for seventh in Hearts eighth. So my predictions on how I think the SWPL season will conclude. There's really only one choice I think for for champions, and that's Rangers. The 5-0, well, demolition really uh, on the 13th of December against Glasgow City really cemented them as, as favourites to top the pile. For Glasgow, the second maybe is a, is a fair place for them to be. They'll probably just edge out Celtic, but that's going to be something really interesting uh, to watch play out. Celtic, I think, are maybe a year or two away from being in a position to, to push uh, past Glasgow City. Um, if trajectories continue in the manner that they have been. Spartans, I think, are, are pretty comfortable for fourth, I think. They've, uh, in my book, marked themselves out as best of the rest. There's been a couple of unfortunate results against the top three. It means that the gap to the top three, I think, will maybe look a bit bigger than perhaps it really is, uh, in terms of it, like playing performance anyway. And they'd probably be justifiably frustrated if that is the case at the end of the season. Hibs I've then got coming in at 5th that loss to Hearts is an absolute killer uh, but I think they've shown enough about themselves across the season outside of that to suggest that they could maybe put a bit of pressure on Spartans if you know they get a good enough run at things 4 for Farmington I have in 6th it's a little bit of a, a difficult one that uh, losing their manager in the break means it's a little bit of an unknown now to see how things are going to play out I think it's fair to say that that kind of push to see who's going to finish 4th, 5th, 6th is going to be uh, another really interesting battle across the season. For 7th though, I think that another one that's, that's a, a pretty easy choice in Motherwell, the only real question mark is, much like 4th for Farmington, how do they bounce back from losing a manager, especially one so close to the season resuming. They seem, especially with that win at Hearts, um, to have enough uh, to stay above them across the season. But, Time will tell, I think, in that regard. Hearts obviously rounding out the rest of the table. There's been a couple of heavy defeats, and I think, you know, combined with, the, like we are saying, that loss to, to Motherwell means any chance of kind of clawing back that deficit and pushing any, any higher than uh, the foot of the table is going to require performances like they put out against Hibs. Plenty of interesting battles still to play out this season. And I'm sure plenty more going forward as well, so it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. First of all, I think Glasgow City will defend their title. They might have been left somewhat stunned by just how good Rangers were, especially in that 5-0 encounter, but they still managed to be an equal points, and now they've had the chance to regroup and refocus, I think they have the confidence and the class to get back to the top. I can also see Celtic pick up some drive. They'll have settled more into life under Fran Alonso, and they made some very decent signings, so that'll give them a boost. Will it be enough to overtake Rangers? I'm not entirely sure, but to make things interesting here, I'm going to say they will. Hearts, I think, will be in a much better place now than before the unforced break. Andy Kirkby took some time to find his way and enthusiasm around managing the team, but there's more positivity now, so that could earn him some spots on the table. Finally, Motherwell just parted ways with the manager, which hardly ever signals an ideal situation, so I'm afraid they might be finding things quite tough in the immediate future. So it was a really tough decision. Uh, I've gone for Glasgow City to win the title again. Uh, I've got Rangers in second, Celtic in third. I think Rangers start the season really well, but Glasgow City's experience in these situations will just see them through. I've got Hibs finishing in the mid-table, uh, falling off a wee bit from previous years. And then at the bottom of the table, I think it'll be a real battle between Motherwell and Hearts. 
Uh, it could go right down to the wire, I could see it going either way, but I've gone for Motherwell. Thanks for listening to the Anyone's Game podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, please consider doing so. It works out at just 60 pence a week and it gives us a chance to expand what we can do and get more and more people involved, which of course only helps increase the coverage of women's football. Visit the newsletter at anyonesgame.substack.com.